Welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule, where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and learn more about how to have a happy home, family, and healthy relationships. Well, good evening and welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule. we got a great show planned for you tonight. Uh, For those of you that have been tuning in the past uh, several weeks, we have been um, doing uh, a couple of shows on parenting and attachment styles and uh, just a lot on children and behavior and uh, parents and parents' behavior. Just a lot of different topics like that. And so tonight we're just going to kind of continue with that same theme and we're going to be um, talking about uh, bullying, anti-bullying. And uh, this October is Anti-Bullying Month. Uh, Just as last week, we had a guest from the Haven Family Shelter, and Holly Garza was here. She was talking about uh, domestic violence awareness, which is also in October. And uh, so we thought we would just kind of continue on with another awareness uh, that we have for the month of October, and that is Anti-Bullying Prevention. And uh, that's something that is real and something that needs to be addressed in our communities to provide a safer place for our children at school and at home and in our neighborhoods. And just having uh, the awareness, but the only way that you can really be aware of what's going on with you is if you know what it is and understanding what it is, what some of the signs and symptoms are, uh, how to find that out in your child if they are exhibiting any of that type of behavior. So if you would like to have input on tonight's program and you haven't already written in, you can text us at 325-428-6145. If you're listening tonight and you would uh, like to interact with our Facebook page, we'll check that a couple of times tonight as well. Just go to At Home with Debbie Rule Facebook. We're happy to hear and share with our listeners your thoughts, stories, and testimonies over the next hour that we spend together. Every week I share these statements of how important I believe the home is. I believe every home should be filled with family, friends, food, music, love, and celebration. But most of all, it should be a place to gather, to be cozy, to feel safe, and the peace of God. I feel honored to have those around me year-round, and I love to say... I'm at home with family and friends. Stay with us. We'll be back with a lot more of At Home with Debbie Rule. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back to talk about uh, bullying and how you can make a difference in our community right here in Brady. We'll be back. Are you facing a crisis or has something unexpected happened to you? Maybe your home and relationships have been harmed by divorce, or do you have marriage, parenting, or blended family issues, career choices, financial issues, addiction, or just plain old I need to know how to do life better to avoid making so many bad choices. At Home Success Coaching is a great place to start. If you need someone to listen, someone to talk, to process your feelings, insight, or advice on how to have a better life, At Home Success Coaching can help you out of a crisis or just help you stay on the right path and reach the goal of having the very best home, family, and relationships possible. At Home Success Coaching is a nonprofit organization and there is no charge for our services or programs that are offered. Visit at homesuccesscoaching.com. That's at homesuccesscoaching.com, helping one home at a time. 95.3 K
Everybody wants to be in love, have great kids, and the perfect home, but nobody wants to talk about how to get there. At Home with Debbie Rule is a safe place to get advice on how to fight fair or call 911. In-laws or outlaws? Who the heck are these kids and what do I do with them? Let's face it, modern family isn't all fairy tales. Because there are a few places that really explore the reality of relationships, the good, the bad, and the ugly, At Home with Debbie Rule is a place where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and testimonies. I'm Debbie Rule. Join me every Sunday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for At Home with Debbie Rule, a talk show about home, family, and relationships. At Home with Debbie Rule, right here on 95.3 FM and knelradio.com. Follow us at Home with Debbie Rule on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. I look forward to seeing you this weekend, Sunday at 6 o'clock p.m. at Home with Debbie Rule. Well, welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule, where we are talking about bullying tonight. October is anti-bullying prevention month and it's a time to bring awareness and to educate those in our community uh, on how to spot it, how to recognize it, and how to um, appropriately deal with it. It is a situation that occurs and uh, it's not something that we like to um, admit a lot of times it's one of those things where we like to say that well you know kids will be kids and they'll just act the way they're acting and it's okay children need to just toughen up and you know Tommy didn't mean anything by that but um, children are learning to have destructive behaviors and they're learning to get away with it and others are suffering for that and I know that when uh, parents or teachers or administrators if it's brought to their attention they're doing the best that they can to deal with it but as a community, we need to come together and educate ourselves as well so that we can step in and help in uh, any situation that we can as far as uh, children's safety and their emotional and their physical safety are at stake when it comes to bullying. And joining me on the program tonight is my wonderful husband, Rudy Rule. Good evening, Rudy. Well, good evening, Debbie. It's so good to be on the program with you tonight. And thank you for bringing such an important subject to at home with Debbie Rule, bullying and uh, efforts to put a stop to it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't really recognize what bullying is, and they um, they say, "Well, you know, what does that mean? Does that mean that my child is being beat up at school?" You know, a lot of times, you know, back in the day, uh, we would talk about a bully being someone that would beat everybody up. But there's a lot of emotional um, and psychological bullying that goes on. And, um, and that one is a little bit harder to spot uh, because there's uh, things that go on. And like you have mentioned before, and we're going to continue on uh, with next week as we continue to talk a little bit more about bullying and Red Ribbon Week, uh, which is drug-free week. We're going to talk about those things in the schools. And so you had um, mentioned cyberbullying, and that is a huge thing with technology that we have today. Uh, Another form of bullying that goes on that's even harder to monitor sometimes than um, the physical or the emotional bullying that's going on in a classroom or on a playground. Um, and, And kids are, you know, they're not wanting to go to school. They're not wanting to, um, that's causing them to be depressed and to have um, 
lots of symptoms of distress when they're attacked and when they're bullied. You know, when you see a child's demeanor change mm-hmm. and you really can't uh, uh, find something that caused it, uh, you need to be aware of it. Uh, my mother uh, tried real hard to be a good mother. She read uh, Dr. Spock back in the 60s, and now we know that all of his teaching was debunked. So all of us kids are victims of Dr. Spock. But uh, she tried hard to learn how to be a good parent. Mm -hmm. And that's very important. She learned through Dr. Spock that children go through phases. So anytime one of us kids acted out oh it's just a phase which nobody knew what that meant and i don't think dr spock knew what that meant and it sold a lot of books though well sure did. <laughs> that's fake that phrase right there sold a lot of books it's just a phase so that's a cop-out that's saying i'm not gonna deal with it that child will grow out of it and parents that were taught that teach that mm-hmm. parents that were treated that way treat their children that way mm-hmm. um, we don't as a society take bullying as uh, importantly as we should we hear of children doing terrible things to themselves mm-hmm. as a result of bullying all the way up to suicide it, it's a sad situation and it's hidden um, a bully's not going to say, hey, look at me, be a bully. And a child who's bullied isn't going to run around and say, hey, they're bullying me. Because then they'll be bullied for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, and I appreciate what you said. You know, we have wonderful schools here in the area. Brady and the surrounding communities have wonderful schools, wonderful administrators, wonderful teachers. And this is a subject that's very well understood and dealt mm-hmm. with. Yes. But they're nothing perfect. And if a child goes to a teacher and says, I'm being bullied, well, that teacher has limited options. Yes. And so parents have to be involved and parents have to be aware. And we want to encourage you through this program to take your children seriously. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't be manipulated, but at the same time, get to the root of the issue and do what you can to mitigate the, uh, the effects of bullying. And there's a lot that parents can do, and especially the one-on-one interaction with the child, talking to that child, getting them to open up, asking them how they feel, what do they think can be done, uh, how can we make this situation better, those type of things. We had a personal experience where we noticed a change in a child, and we were like, wow, what is going on here? And the child's teacher even said, this isn't like him and so we got to the bottom of it and it's because we asked questions and we went and looked and we said this something's going on here we didn't just say oh it's just a phase he'll get over it and when we found out he was being bullied we didn't say well you just have to toughen up and deal with it live with Mm -hmm. it uh you need to just ignore it it'll go away you know none of those trite phrases that leave us without any responsibility and take us off the hook for 
doing something about it. We're not off the hook. Mm -hmm. It's our society. It's our community. It's our children. And we're the ones that have to live in the society we're making. Mm -hmm. And if we allow people to act inappropriately and exhibit bad behavior and get away with it, then it's only going to get worse. And the environment we live in is only only going to get worse. Mm -hmm. And we have nobody to blame but ourselves. Um, that is so true. And I, let's just kind of back up a minute and just kind of define for our listeners what bullying is, because a lot of people may say, well, what, what are you talking about? And why is this an issue? Children um, interact with each other, and that's just part of it sometimes. And so um, what we're talking about is uh, in the context of relationships and it's behavior that can make people feel hurt, threatened, or frightened. Uh, they can be, they can feel left out. It, it happens face to face, and as we talked about earlier, it talks about online. It happens online as well. You know, it can be physical, emotional, psychological. Uh, it's beyond just uh, children being, um, you know, acting out and being. Uh, mean to each other every once in a while where they're you know playing we have to teach our children to be nice and to be kind and you know to not be hurtful to one another that's part of teaching our children you know when they're little and they play they have to learn that but this is going beyond that uh, what this is is this is behavior that impacts someone uh, severely to where they are traumatized by it and you know we don't know what degree that is for each child we don't know what degree that is for each young person uh, there may be some that uh, are a little tougher than others uh, emotionally uh, then and so it, it still may be a form of bullying but it may not have as a huge impact on that child or that young person as it would maybe on someone else and so uh, the fact is, is that when there's negative behavior that brings about someone feeling hurt or threatened or frightened or feeling like they're left out, made fun of, uh, those are all forms of bullying. And, you know, it doesn't really ever happen in front of other people. Have you ever noticed that, Rudy? It, the thing that came to my mind when I was uh, thinking about this was, some of you may be old enough to know uh, or remember the show Leave it to Beaver. And if you remembered um, uh, Wally's best friend, which was Beaver's brother, his best friend was Eddie Haskell. And he would come over and he was so polite to the parents. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Mr. Cleaver, Mrs. Cleaver. Oh, yes. Right at. I will take care of it. And then he'd go in the room where the boys were, and he'd say, get out of here, squirt, and, you know, and he'd swat uh, Beaver. And, you know, we kind of just grew up with that, thinking, well, you know, that's just how older brothers and their friends treat their younger brothers or whatever. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a form of, that is a form of bullying. And, and when it happens to children, and children learn that they can get away with that behavior, then um, then you've got a real problem because then they're going to continue that behavior as they mature and more than likely it's going to end them in a place that they probably do not need to be, like a juvenile hall or even prison. Well, so. I didn't know you were that old bring up a beaver cleaver <laughs> so sweet. reference. But, you're but right. that's what it reminded me we, of. You we know? all laughed at that. And we think, ah, oh, it's nothing. But you look how Beaver reacted to it. He didn't huh? like it. No. It wasn't fun. 
And occasionally, you know, Wally would say, leave him alone, Eddie, you know, and kind of defend him a little bit. But you look at that and you think, well, that wasn't real severe. Well, you know, how do we know? How do you know what child and and how that child is actually being affected uh, by that type of behavior? When something is repeated, or especially if a child is dealing with something already and then it's impacted with someone that's making fun of them or treating them in a way that is uh, inappropriate physically or emotionally, uh, you know, children can be really mean and they need to be taught to be nice. They need to be taught to be kind. And we've got to understand we're in a different world. That was the 60s. Yes. We've got college students that are looking for safe places to cuddle with their Snuggies. And that's the kind of youth that uh, we have today in this country. And when they get bullied, they commit suicide. Mm -hmm. They do terrible things to themselves or act out in other really bad ways and it's all because bullying uh, went on Mm -hmm. and wasn't stopped so to the extent that we can stop it as parents we've got to be aware of our children and their environment and who's in their environment and how they're being treated and how they're feeling if you see your child suddenly change his or her behavior it's not a phase something in their world has changed yes and it needs to be investigated um and again these are not just acts where children are being mean to each other occasionally on the you know playground the little four-year-old hits their friend because they took their truck uh you know or their toy or whatever bullying behavior is something that continues over a period of time there needs to be a period of time where it's repeated And the threat is there, and it's sustained over time, typically by actions, uh, physically, emotionally. There can also be uh, messages or confrontations, physical uh, interventions, fear. Uh, When it breeds fear and uh, anxiety and causes a child to uh, be physically ill, there are physical manifestations that can come from a child that's being bullied. If your child is one that... um, is suffering from headaches or stomach aches and doesn't want to go to school. And, you know, there could be a lot of things going on, but there could be this going on as well. And there could be other things going on along with it. So it's something that you need to check into, Uh, especially like Rudy said, if it's behavior that is abnormal for a child, uh, for that particular child, then it's worth finding out why the change in behavior has occurred. And to stay in, in contact and have good relationships with teachers and the school administration and those in your neighborhood, with other parents that have children, and try to be on the same page, you know, as far as how you're going to handle these things and talk about these things and hold each other accountable to positive behavior in yourself and in your children. Well, that's so true. And it's an opportunity you kind of have to uh, find your way with each situation. It's an opportunity to get closer with your child, op- let them open up and share how they feel, and ask them how they think it can be dealt with. Do they have any ideas how to make it better? 
it's an opportunity to help them maybe toughen up a little bit if they mm -hmm. need to. That's not always the answer. But, you know, life is hard. And so a little bit of uh, stress in our life helps us toughen up. That old saying, if it doesn't uh, kill you, it makes you stronger. Well, there's a lot of truth to that. We go through hardships. We go through difficult times. We go through difficult relationships. It's an opportunity to learn how to navigate these negative situations, these uh, difficult relationships, so that they can grow as an individual, as a person, so that they can learn empathy, they can learn kindness, they can learn forgiveness, they can grow stronger, they can become more confident in themselves and how they respond to the world. Because, you know, I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, the world doesn't like us, the world wants to kill us. You look around, the world doesn't really like us, and it's not, I mean, we have to work with what we have. And as a uh, child that's going to school, that's socializing with others, uh, where the parents have no control over how other children are raised or what goes on in their home, well, we all bring that to school with us and subject everyone else to it. And so how do you grow stronger? How do you learn how to deal with different things that are going on. And sometimes, you know, uh, teachers and administrators are limited in what they can do. If you report that there's bullying going on, yes, we checked into it. We talked to the child. We told them, don't do that anymore. And they said they wouldn't, and so we didn't see it. And, you know, there's just stuff that goes on. Mm -hmm. um, and you can teach a child that, you know, when you see bullying, you need to call it out. You need to let somebody know, X is bullying Y. Uh, and, well, is that being a tattletale? Well, you know, we teach you not to be a tattletale, but sometimes these things are important, and it's not really being a tattletale. It's calling out bad behavior. And wouldn't you want someone to tell somebody, if you were being bullied by somebody bigger than you or stronger than you or more popular than you or... You know, whatever the situation is, and, and bullying takes on so many different aspects. Mm -hmm. It's not just, as you mentioned, some big kid pushing around a little kid. Mm -hmm. We've got bullying going on in every way imaginable. And people that bully a lot of times have been bullied, and now they want to bully somebody else. Mm -hmm. And they want to take it out on somebody else, and they want to get even, and they want to be mean. And some people have a little bit of meanness in them, and that causes them to want to be a bully. And if mm -hmm. we allow that behavior to continue, it's not good for that child either. So we can make the world a better place by calling out bullying, addressing bullying, dealing with bullying in a positive, constructive way. Yes. And uh, one thing that we need to be sure that we understand as adults and parents uh, and those that are um, living with grandchildren and, and have children uh, that are of the age that um, they may be susceptible to bullying or be a victim of bullying is that um, provide an environment that's safe for your child to come and talk to you, not just about this situation, but any situation, any anything that may be going on with them emotionally or physically, uh, that they have the the sense of security and stability to come and say to you. They know that what they say to you, they're not going to be 
hurt or victimized again. You know, a lot of times as parents, we don't have an answer. And so we just say, well, ignore it. And ignoring bullying is not going to make it go away. As a matter of fact, it makes it worse and it continues that problem and it escalates and your child continues to digress and uh, to fall deeper into uh, possibly depression, anxiety, fear, all of those things that come when someone is attacking them emotionally or physically, uh, psychologically. So children, um, they, they don't know how to deal with those emotions, but if you provide a safe environment for them to be able to come and visit with you and talk with you when they're ready, now you can prompt it by asking questions like, I've noticed that, you know, you uh, haven't been real excited about uh, your gym class, and that's usually something that you really, really love. What, what's going on? Do you have any friends in that class? Or, you know, would you like to talk about anything? They may say, no, I don't want to talk about it. And then a little bit later, they may come to you and they may say, you know, when you mentioned about PE, I, 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 I am a struggling in there, you know, and they, and you can just say, oh, well, you want to tell me more? Don't try to tell the child how they feel, but allow them to tell you how they feel and share how they feel. And remember, it's not right or wrong. You don't have to be right. They don't have to be wrong. They don't have to be right. You don't have to be wrong. It's listening. It's listening and engaging in relationship with them and allowing them to share their feelings and process their feelings. And, you know, sometimes you can just ask something simple like, what was your high of the day? What was your low of the day? And little children, sometimes they'll just come right out and say what their low was the, the day, you know. Well, so-and-so pushed me on the playground again. Every day they push me down. Every day they call me names. I'm so sad about that. When that child starts talking like that, that gives you an opportunity to say, really? Well, let's talk about that a little bit. You know, that you said that makes you sad. Have you told your teacher? Have you told someone on the playground, the playground monitors? Have you told an adult what's going on? Well, maybe we can do that. I'm afraid. I don't want to. Then you can go to the school and you can talk with your child and uh, you can ap and make an appointment. And you can get it settled that way. Um, always know to protect your child. Don't, um, don't expose your child. If there are issues that you're trying to work out, that's fine. You need to work those out at home. But when you go to the school, it, it protect your child. You know, um, make sure that they understand that you want your child to be safe emotionally and physically. And they are more than happy to help you. And they are very, very happy when something is brought to their attention. That's uh, such good information. I was just thinking of a, a case file where... There was a little girl that was teased about her weight, and later on, and she, I think she was 12, and that was her ugly duckling phase, and at 16, she was the most beautiful girl in her entire high school, and she learned from being bullied in the sixth grade how it feels, mm -hmm. and she has such great empathy and understanding now for young girls, young people, and uh, 
her parents dealt with that by talking with the administrators and the teachers and they would bring that child that was calling her names in and talk to him and you know finally impressed on him that that's unacceptable behavior and I'm not sure exactly how they did that but it it got better and you know young people go through phases You're, we're awkward our teeth are too big, our eyes are too big, we have to get glasses, our feet are too big, we're clumsy, our clothes don't fit, this, that, everything else. And if there's somebody around that's harboring some bitterness and anger over having been bullied, well, they jump on the first opportunity to bully someone else. And so it's not like being a tattletale. It's like making the environment better for everyone. Because bullying creates awkward situations, and it's better for everyone if we can remove that awkwardness mm -hmm. and remove that pressure. And re it's ugliness, and it's really ugliness. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we said earlier that it leaves a lifelong scar on a child's mm -hmm. soul to be, to be bullied. They may learn to cope with it. They may learn to deal with it. They may get over it. Uh, it may end, but... The memory is still there. And we're going to take a short break and come back for the second half. And we'll talk about some of those um, consequences of a, of a child being bullied, the things that happen that they turn to in order to cope with, because you're exactly right, especially a middle school, high school uh, student that's dealing with bullying. A lot of times they turn to things that parents don't really want them turning to. So right. have an open door for them to turn to you. We'll talk a little bit more about that after this message. Stay with us at Home with Debbie Rule, talking more about anti-bullying and anti-bullying prevention month, which is October. The Haven Family Shelter is a domestic violence and sexual assault shelter that serves men, women, and children who are victims of domestic violence and sexual assault in Mason, Menard, McCullough, Kimball, Concho, and surrounding counties. The Haven is dedicated to ending domestic violence and sexual assault. The Haven provides services such as 24-hour crisis intervention and hotline, 24-hour accompaniment for medical, law enforcement, or criminal justice. They provide legal advocacy, individual counseling, and the Haven is active in public education, prevention, and community awareness. Support your local domestic violence and sexual assault programs. Speak up about the abuse. Educate yourself and others. Help a friend in need and set an example. For more information on how you can help, call the Haven at 325-597-7644. Together, we can end domestic violence and sexual assault. Make your paycheck go farther with Canales Big Deals online store. Every day you'll find discounts of 10, 20, 30, and 50% off Big Deal certificates from local businesses, over two dozen of them. Businesses like Mexico City Cafe, Mary Kay Cosmetics, and He He's Hippie Shack. Go to KNLRadio.com, click on Big Deals to start shopping and start saving with Big Deals from KNEL. Are you looking for a better way of life? Have you or someone you know been dealing with hurts, habits, or hangups? Are you looking for a place where others understand and admit we all need a better way to live life? 
Heart of Texas Celebrate Recovery is a Christ-centered 12-step recovery program designed to help you deal with past hurts, unhealthy habits, and hang-ups that keep us from successful living. Celebrate Recovery is not just for those dealing with addictions. Celebrate Recovery is much more. Anger, insecurities, codependency, abuse, fear, anxiety, and divorce. Celebrate Recovery helps us all find freedom, support, healing, peace, and new life. Heart of Texas Celebrate Recovery meets Thursdays at 6 o'clock p.m. at the Heart of Texas Event Center. We look forward to you joining us Thursdays at 6 o'clock p.m. What is in your future is so much better than what's in your past. The time is now. Come celebrate with us. 95.3 KNE. Well, welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule, where we are talking about anti-bullying and bullying prevention month, which is uh, October. And we want to remind everybody that this Wednesday, October 11th, is going to be Unity Day and uh, how we um Participate in Anti-Bullying Prevention Month Unity Day is by wearing orange. So flash your orange and show uh, those that you stand up for um, putting a stop to bullying and saying no to bullying and that you'll no longer be silent about that, that you're going to take the initiative to learn what bullying is, how to recognize the signs and the uh, warning signs in a child that, that they could possibly be uh, being bullied at school or in the neighborhood or wherever they engage with other children in relationship and decide that you're going to be one of those that um, is going to be positive about it. And, you know, instead of saying, well, kids just need to deal with it, say, you know what, I need to be a part of helping children deal with it. And what can I do? I, I've already raised my kids. I really don't have any children at home. But, you know, maybe it's just that you are retired and you have time and you can contact the school and say, you know, I would love during this time that you are bringing awareness to bullying to come and read a book on, um, you know, the Bernstein Bears and bullying. You know, just an example of what you could read to the smaller children to help them understand and make them feel safe where if they are experiencing any of these things that they can come to you and talk to you. They can come to their teacher. A lot of times kids are fearful uh, to go to an authority figure and tell them what's going on and so therefore the cycle keeps going, the problem gets worse and uh, children begin to act out negatively. They have negative behavior now. Now we're spiraling down out of control and people are dealing with the bad behavior and the negative behavior, but they don't understand where the root of it is coming. And the root of it could be, it could be bullying. It could be a combination of things, but that certainly could be part of it. Well, it's a very real uh, event in our society and in our community, unfortunately. Two things I want to mention while I'm thinking of it. Uh, parents uh, provide a safe place for your children. Mm -hmm. If you hear something about bullying and you say at the dinner table well you tell me if there's ever anything i'll go up there and i'll put a stop to it i'm not allowing that well they're not going to come to you with anything 
because you'll make things worse. Parents going up and trying to intimidate a child or the or a teacher or yeah. the teacher, it embarrasses the child and makes the situation far worse. So have a conversation with your child and say, I'm a safe place for you to come and share with me any issues you have mm-hmm. with anybody in your school environment, and we'll find a way that you're comfortable with dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And you can, if they share something with you, well, what do you think we can do? Don't be the lone ranger. Don't be the superhero. Don't think, well, I'm going to protect my child. I'm going to put a stop. No, you'll make things worse. Yes. Uh, so that's one. Make sure your children know home is a safe place where they can mm-hmm. talk to mom or dad and share this is what's going on. Secondly, somebody approached me not too long ago and said, how can you and Debbie be experts on everything y'all talk about? And I just went, oh, no, 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 no. We're not experts on anything. We are We're not still students. On anything. <laughs> we have put ourselves in a position where we... Uh, interact with people and we listen Mm. and they come to us and share and we've become good listeners and we've read a lot of books and we've taken a lot of college courses Debbie's a doctoral candidate I'm working on a master's Uh, but we're not experts but we do listen and we're empathetic and we care and we use our own lives uh, experience because we've changed a lot we're not the people that we were when we got married were much better than that. We've grown Mm -hmm. and we've matured and we've gained wisdom, but we're certainly not experts. We don't have all the answers, but we do care. And if you're in a situation where someone shares with you a traumatic experience, care. Mm -hmm. You don't have the solution. Debbie and I don't have the answers. If you have a spiritual if you're a spiritual person you know where to find the answers Uh, if you have someone that you look to for wisdom you can go talk to them but as an adult as a parent a lot of times your children look to you for the answers Mm -hmm. now every issue that debbie and i have dealt with over the years with others or with ourselves there was a first time that we dealt with that issue and we had no idea what to do so we researched Usually it. destructive. We read about it. Oh, it's always <laughs> destructive. Usually a destructive response. And, yeah, the inappropriate the response. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, and we, we got tired of destroying our life mm-hmm. together. So yeah. that's why we started looking for other answers. people that had better answers. Mm-hmm. And that's what you do. You look for other people that have better answers. Uh, well, what do I do when I'm sitting there with my child? And they say, what do I do? I say, well, you know. Let's talk about that, and maybe I'll talk to Grandpa, or I'll talk to somebody at, over here, or we'll get professional help. But we can find a solution. We can make the situation better. Let's brainstorm how to make this situation better. Let's see what we can mm-hmm. do, because we can make it better. Yes. And give them hope and say, you know, uh, maybe we can talk to the principal or the teacher or the superintendent. There's somebody there that is going to help if it's a destructive situation, Mm -hmm. if it's harmful. If it's harmful for your child, it's harmful for the entire environment up there. And so it behooves the people that have authority to 
make a change mm-hmm. that make it a safer place. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have uh, months like we have for October for anti-bullying, also domestic violence awareness. We talked about that last week. You know, that's for uh, the month of October as well. But the whole purpose for doing that, especially uh, pertaining to bullying, is uh, to understand, you know, that for years our culture justified um, bullying with expressions such as, you know, bullying is a is a part of a childhood. It's a rite of passage. It's, it's just what kids do. And yes, kids learn um, by interacting with one another and those types of things have to be addressed when they hit, when they uh, say ugly things, when they take toys away. You know, those are part of training. We're talking about excessive behavior that continues over a period of time that brings um, a lot of trauma onto another child. That's what we're talking about as far as bullying. And Anti-Bullying Prevention Month, what that does is that brings the schools together. It brings the community together. It brings the children together and the parents. And we decide in businesses in our community, you know, that uh, support these opportunities to bring prevention to um acts like bullying or domestic violence, uh, sexual assault, whatever it is that we're talking about at the, mo- at the moment. But um, parents, educators, businesses, community members across, you know, a community, they are working together to say the same thing. We will no longer be silent. We will not allow it. There is zero tolerance for anyone to be bullied or for a bully to get away with it. And we're going to do our part uh, to stand And again, part of that is wear orange on Wednesday and show your support for not allowing bullying. And if you have an opportunity to make a difference in um, the different people that you talk with, your coworkers or possibly um, people at church or maybe just your neighborhood, you know, you get together as a neighborhood group. And I loved what we did uh, at the park. this past week when we had National Night Out, we were talking about having a safer community and building a safer community together. You know, this is part of it, getting together and saying, you know, we don't want our children to be subject to this. And, and we, we want to teach our children, let's be on the same page as parents. How are we going to handle when they're not acting appropriately? And let's all agree, you know, that this is the way we're going to deal with it. And those types of things are what makes a difference. And those are the types of things that bring change. Well, you mentioned uh, businesses and corporations and, mm-hmm. and enterprises. And why do they care? And it's very simple. Uh, hurting people lower productivity. Yes. And so it becomes a bottom line issue. Mm-hmm. When you have hurting people, no longer, not only are they less productive, but everyone around them is less productive. Mm-hmm. A gloomy Gus, a, a, a somebody who's always got drama, mm-hmm. somebody who's always depressed, somebody who's always in the bathroom crying, someone who calls in sick for work uh, because they're being bullied at work. All of this impacts productivity. And, well, that may be a crass way to look at it. Well, it gets people interested. When you start impacting a business's mm-hmm. bottom line, when you impact a school's bottom line, you know they get paid X amount of dollars for every day a student is in school, mm-hmm. and they don't get that money if that student isn't in school, mm-hmm. and if that student has a tummy ache because Billy Bob is picking on him at school and they don't want to go to school, 
then that impacts the bottom mm-hmm. line. So there's a monetary. Go ahead. No, oh, I go ahead and there, finish what you're saying. There's a monetary component to it, and it's very real, and it will get mm-hmm. supervisors' attention very quickly. And let me carry that just a step further, and that is. Say you have middle school, and this happens in elementary school too. So I, I really uh, used to could say that elementary kids or that age group weren't uh, susceptible to drug use, but anymore it's getting younger and younger. So I say, you know, middle school, high school for sure. A lot of kids that deal with being bullied turn to substances to cope. They don't feel like they have the home environment. They don't feel like that they have anyone that they can talk to or anyone that they can trust. And so the way that they deal with that anxiety and that depression is a friend introduces them to their friend, Mary Jane, and she begins to be their friend. And those of you that don't know what that is, I'm learning all of these words, you know, these slang words. I didn't know what they were. (laughs) Well, you know, I didn't know that one until just recently. But uh, anyway, uh, marijuana. And uh, and so I I have had to learn some of the street language um, for some of these things in my My studies. But (laughs) my eyes have been, I have been, my eyes have been open, let me tell you. Well, um, but they're turning to this. And so, so what do you have when you have children that are turning to drugs? Where are they getting the money for the drugs? They're stealing from the businesses. They're, you know, I mean, it's, it's a cycle. It's not. It's an it's, economic it, issue. It is an issue. It is an issue in our communities with safety, um, with uh, substance abuse, with crime. It's all linked together. And so you say, well, that can come from bullying, you know, just from a child being mean to another child. Absolutely. That is one of the consequences that come from that is that someone that is dealing with trauma, that's how they deal with it. They cope by using substances. And so, well, you know, they're that's going to find a way to relief. reduce. Yeah. yeah, to find relief. They're going to find relief. Well, most of them are going to be truant as well. They're not going to go to school. They're going to they're going to be positive yeah. or negative and we can help it be positive. Yeah. They won't go to school. They'll we as parents, I mean, yes. we as a society. Yeah. You know, this. Uh, there's a series of commercials on TV. You know, you left the uh, sun or the skylight open and the car got wet. I didn't leave the sky. You're Mr. <laughs> skylight. I didn't do. Well, let's look at the replay. And they throw the replay flag. And so I was thinking, you know, that's pretty funny. They look at the replay and sure enough, he was Mr. Skylight and he opened it. Um, what if we made it? A thing where you know what uh, a child the child that's being bullied can holler orange flag mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw the because orange is the color yeah that we're gonna wear Wednesday mm-hmm. and if they're out on the playground and they say teacher orange flag over here and they're not a tattletale now that's mm-hmm. a code word mm-hmm. we've got some bullying going on we need some adult supervision Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that's brilliant. Of course, ooh, I ooh, thought ooh, of it. Everybody would know the code uh, word, Rudy. <laughs> yeah, but still, it's not like being a tattletale. No. Don't holler orange flag well, on me. I wasn't doing anything. And let's talk about that. It's a thing. Let's talk about yeah, tattletaling talk about because children get told that sure. um, by other kids, too. That's a form of bullying. You're just a tattletale. Can't yeah. you take it? You know, um, you you're just. Sissy. Yeah. So that right there but what we need to explain to our children is you know 
coming and running to me with everything or running to your teacher with things that are not significant. So they say, what does that mean? What is the significant? What is the reason to go and tell someone? When someone is in in the way of being harmed, when you feel like you're being harmed, when it's about to be harmed, you know, uh, kids that are being bullied, there are other children that are watching that. And when they watch another child being bullied, they have fear that they're going to be next. Okay. Because everybody knows the class bully mm-hmm. and they're waiting when their turn is going to be next. And, and so line up with the bully. That's so right. That they won't get bullied. That's herd mentality. That's and right. It just escalates. That's right. Gang mentality, you know, and we're seeing that a lot. Um, you know, little kids, we wouldn't call it that, but as they mature, this grows into gang activity. But, um, what I was saying about um, tattletaling is that you need to explain to them. You know, when someone's being harmed, that's not tattling. That's right. We we tell when someone is being harmed. Well, what? How do you know someone's? They weren't hitting them. Yeah, but they were hurting their emotions. That is harm. And you have to teach your children. What does that mean? Children don't know. Adults don't know. We have to educate our kids on. What is the appropriate way to act? What is the appropriate way to handle things? And what our feelings are, what our emotions are, what is harm? And what does that look like? And how do we deal with it? I think if Billy told Bobby, I'm going to throw the orange flag, Bobby would go, oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I think it would work. Well, I like you it. may just be on to something there. You orange should make flag. an appointment. Bobby? We had an orange flag thrown on you today. Oh, I oh, know. Oh. I won't do it again. I think it'll work. That's brilliant. Might be. Might might have. No charge. <laughs> um, but bullying is a community-wide issue we do need to think about. We can't ignore it, and it is not harmless. It is hurting our children. And, again, just like Rudy said, it's a community thing. It, it's, it, it affects our economics in every area. So, um Things that you can look for in your in your child if they are feeling like they have headaches, stomachs, mental health issues, depression, self-harm, if they have suicidal ideation, if they're saying any of these things, anxiety, maybe they're not even saying it. It's just a change in behavior. You need to investigate it. You need to find out what's going on. You need to find out who their friends are and who's been around them and what could possibly be going on. Uh, we have to stand up. We can't ignore uh, and pretend that it's not there because it is there. And kids need to be protected from it. So um, those are just some things that you can do as a parent talking to your child. And before we close, I just want to say one thing. You and I were having a discussion, a good discussion about how to get your child to talk with you. You know, we were talking about how when our children were younger, you know, children are not going to come to you. Uh, children are not going to really talk sometimes when you're ready. They're not going to bring an issue to you. That's right. And there's usually not going to do it in the room with all of the siblings and with, you know, everyone. They need to have a safe environment. They need to have a place where they can feel like they're trusted and and there's it's not going to go any further. And so a lot of those discussions that parents want to have with their children, especially teenagers, uh, they're wanting to have them right there out in the open. And kids are like, come on, mom, you know, don't say that in front of my friend or don't say that in front of, you know, so-and-so. And it's, you have to be there 24-7 for them and ready for them to come in. 
What a parent does is they provide a safe, secure environment for when that child is ready to come in and talk about it. And that's why parenting is so hard because it's not on your time schedule, it's on your child's. And that is so key. Uh, parents today are so busy that if children were knocking on the door and saying the house was on fire, I'm not for sure all of them would get the 911 call. Yeah. They would they would still be absorbed in what they're doing. So uh, we need to all pay attention more. Take an active be aware. role in your home with your family. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just thinking as you were talking, uh, a parent, a mom or a dad could say, hey, let's sit down at the table and talk. We're going to draw pictures. Let's get the crayons and some blank paper out. Let's draw a picture. Let's draw a picture of our day. Little children love that. They love it. They love it. And you can tease dad and how he Mm -hmm. draws pictures. He doesn't know how to make ears. Ears are too big. (laughs) It's just fun interaction, family time together, and conversation begins to flow. Mm -hmm. You know, when we have family get-togethers, Thanksgiving, Christmas, rather than we're not good at sitting around and talking, but if we break out skip bow, Mm -hmm. we play skip bow and we talk. Yeah. And we'll spend hours Playing skip bow, and of course I always And we did lose that when our kids were younger too. I don't know. You've got some skill with skip bow. I don't know what it is, but I don't mind losing if it's family time, <laughs> and and people talk and it's relaxed. It's mm-hmm. relaxed. Yeah. Ask your children. You know, one thing that's always worked with us. What is your high for today? What was your low for today? We would always do this at dinner time, uh, when we were talking. And uh, sometimes they would say, sometimes they wouldn't. Sometimes they would come later, right before bed, and say, you know, this happened to me today. Sometimes it was, you know, the next week that they would say something. But whenever they were ready, we were ready to talk to them. And we provided the time for them to say that. And, it, and when you're talking, one last thing before we close tonight, it's more about listening than it is about fixing. And I know that our you know, our what we do is we just try to fix the problem right there. And I'm not saying you don't need to fix it. You're probably going to have to go talk to the teacher if something's going on at school or, you know, whatever. But so you are going to be active in fixing the problem, but you don't have to that night or that time that they're talking to you. Listen. Listen with your body language. Listen with your attitude. Have care, concern. Uh, make them feel safe and make them feel secure. Let them know that it's not their fault, that you will get it worked out, that everything will be fine. They're going to be fine because you're there to help them and assure them that the teacher and the people at school are there for them, that there's no reason to be afraid. These are things that you say. Don't call the other child a name. You know, don't go, go, don't hit below the belt on the other family or whatever it may be. Just listen listen and be positive and then take an active role in fixing the problem and if you're listening and you're thinking i don't know what to do mm-hmm. well that's a great place to be because yep. you've heard it and now you can start seeking a solution reach out reach out to the teachers reach out to the counselor tell them what's going on and get help and uh, there will certainly be someone there that will walk you through it because they want your child to be safe too. And they the they care very are much. Trained they in are, that, and they are a big help. And in this area, they care. We know that.
Thank you so much for being with us tonight, inviting us into your home. We always love hearing from you, spending Sunday evening with you, sharing our thoughts about home, family, and relationships. From our home to yours, I'm Debbie Rule. And I'm Rudy Rule. And we'll see you next week right here at 6 p.m. on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Thank you for joining us today for At Home with Debbie Rule. You can be at home with Debbie Rule every Sunday on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Follow At Home with Debbie Rule on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. See you next week at home with Debbie Rule for more insights on home, family, and relationships. Mm-hmm.